0: Hello, my name is Josh Vollen and welcome to uh, my podcast. Today we're going to be going over some high yield um, information for step one. We'll start with cell biology. Um, Cell biology, I want to basically create a foundational concept that we'll build off of through later podcasts. The goal here is to be able to find boxes for later compartmentalization of information we'll learn. You should leave this podcast, I guess this short little series, with a general understanding of what things do and where they do them. Um, So don't worry if you have questions uh, left unanswered. We'll get to them later on in future episodes. So we're starting with cell biology, and it's important for us to recognize there's two types of cells. There's eukaryotic cells and prokaryotic cells. Uh, Humans are are made up of eukaryotic cells, and then we get infected sometimes with prokaryotic cells. But let's just focus on eukaryotes today. Um, Usually, they're double-stranded DNA, and the DNA is transcribed or copied um, in multidirectional ways. It's a multicellular organism. It has a nucleosome, which we'll get into later. Uh, Eukaryotes can respond to outside stimuli. They're capable of mitosis and their chromosomes are diploid. In other words, there's two sets of them. Prokaryotic cells uh, can have circular DNA. They're unicellular and there's no nucleosome. So these are the main differences. The key takeaway here is eukaryotes are complex. They have several different kinds of functions. They do more than just infect and split. They um, make tons of different types of proteins. can do steroid synthesis there's lots of things so let's try to break this down into um, individual components and from there we'll, we'll work our way out so you should be familiar with um, the makeup of the cell from your uh, pre-medical school courses but we're going to go ahead and rehash those uh, just from the very basics okay so starting from the inside out the very central part of the cell where Basically, all life is all the information of life is contained is the DNA, right? This is usually housed in the nucleus of the cell. So the DNA can either be euchromatin or heterochromatin. I want you to understand that DNA, which is gene-rich, where all the information of how our body works, and how cells, you know, go from stem cells to their end cell, um, all that is housed in the DNA. So those gene-rich areas of your chromosome, that's going to be the euchromatin, right? It's transcribed and it's important. Heterochromatin, on the other hand, is gene-poor. It uh, will have. We'll get to it later on on what might be in these uh, gene-poor areas. But this is called heterochromatin, and if you lose a bunch of heterochromatin. Uh, you still might be able to survive. Things will be okay. But if you don't have your euchromatin or if that's destroyed somehow, you're going to have troubles with DNA and then everything that goes after DNA, right? So pretty important stuff. The DNA is housed in the nucleus, right? But there's a few other parts of the nucleus that you have to be able to identify and understand. Nucleolus, for instance, is the site of tRNA and ribosome production. So these are important uh you know, for other purposes in the cell. But I think, though, what I want you to take away from this lecture is just the fact that the nucleolus is where tRNA and ribosome production occurs. The nucleosome, which contains the nucleolus, is basically also, uh, for general purposes, uh, a combination of both the chromatin and the nucleolus. Okay, so I'm going to repeat that again, okay? You have your nucleus, and inside the nucleus, you have your nucleolus, Right, which is where your tRNA and ribosome production occurs. And then if you zoom out a little bit, the nucleosome is the nucleolus, and then the rest of the chromatin. So going out a little bit more, we're now at the edge of the nucleus at the nuclear membrane. And here you'll find nuclear pores. This is the site of inflow and outflow uh, from the nucleus to basically what you can consider the general warehouse. We've moved from the headquarters, now we're in the warehouse. This is where all the business and action is going on. Here you'll find a few different things. You'll find the endoplasmic reticulum. It's fun to say. and It's probably the most productive part of the cell, right? You have your rough endoplasmic reticulum at the ER, which is usually right next to the uh, the nuclear membrane. And it's where proteins are made to send either to the plasma membrane, sometimes it sends them to the nucleus, but we'll get into the specifics of that later on. And then the smooth endoplasmic reticulum, I want you to think about this. Why is it rough? The rough endoplasmic reticulum is rough because it's studded with proteins, whereas the smooth endoplasmic reticulum sits like oil on water. It's smooth. And guess what? It sits like oil on water because guess what? It's where the lipid metabolism and steroid synthesis occurs. Remember, this is what we're trying to get through this episode. You're trying to compartmentalize where things occur. So again, the endoplasmic reticulum is where proteins are made, Um, And the rough endoplasmic reticulum, or the RER, and the smooth endoplasmic reticulum, the SER, is where lipid metabolism and steroid synthesis occurs. Next up is the Golgi apparatus. So this is an interesting thing. The endoplasmic reticulum makes these proteins and then, through a series of steps, sends it to the Golgi apparatus. You might hear it pronounced differently, but I like Golgi apparatus. and the golgi apparatus is going to make vesicles and uh, these vesicles are going to then lead to exocytosis exo outside cytosis the cell so it's the process of moving things outside of the cell you're also going to have different parts things that float around within the cell that are separate from the golgi and the er right like proteasomes proteasomes um Anything with zones you'll learn, we'll go through these, is going to be something that degrades or breaks down. And a proteo is a protein, so protein degradation. And it breaks down proteins to small peptides, which then can be reused for producing other types of proteins. Lysosomes, uh, hydrolyze and degrade, lots of things have OH, right? Hydrogen uh, binds things together in the human body. And your lysosomes are going to be responsible for breaking those bonds. We'll get into the uh, general ways of, you know, knowing when something might have uh, an OH bond and then hydrolyzing uh, what's going to, what kind of situations that's going to be important for, especially uh, later on in the clinical setting. So the, the question you've got, at least this would be the question I would be asking when I was first learning this stuff is like, okay, everything's moving around. What are they moving around on? How does the cell maintain its structure? Is, is it just like a water droplet that can move and float, or is it more something that like has structure? And guess what? Of course, there's structure, right? So there's things called microtubules, and we'll get into the specifics of this later on. But um, these are, in other words, sort of the bones of the cell, and they're made of these alpha and beta tubulin dimers. Um, they can build one direction and break down the other side, and allows you to sort of create these strong bones and gives the cell its shape. Another type of structure called intermediate filaments and these are made up of dynin, which is a type of basically um, protein and it binds to the microtubules and it's actually an incredible transport mechanism. So it walks along these. And then finally you have the actin and these are another type of dimer and, and they do treadmilling. So we'll get into the specifics of those, but those are the three types of basically structural components of the cell that you need to remember. So obviously, everything needs energy in order to move. How do you do this? Well, in humans, this is usually done through ATP. Um, and I'm sure you've heard of where ATP are made. It's made in the mitochondria. So again, we have mitochondria, right? And these are scattered, and usually you can see them on a... Um, on a picture of a cell as uh, sort of these dual membrane little complexes with uh, wave-like components within. And these are sort of the powerhouse of the cell. You've heard of this, Um, and it's going to supply the ATP for all of the uh, production in the cell, Um, you know, from the ER to the Golgi, um, microtubules, all of this, all the making of these things requires some sort of ATP. Um, And finally, as we move towards the outer part of the cell, you're going to get the plasma membrane. And again, the interesting part about the plasma membrane is made up of phospholipids which are and a variety of other things, and we'll get into this. But this is the components of the cell. These are the important things to keep track of. Um, Lots of medications and pathophysiology rely on a general understanding of these things. You can get into the depths but what you should take away from this brief uh, lecture, uh, I guess podcast is what I want to call these, is that the cell has discrete components. You need to have a general understanding of these components. You have to have a general understanding of what these components do and where they are located. And then from there, you can easily start to then answer questions. so some questions that I've seen and we'll get into at a later time is the, the question stem will basically uh, relay some sort of information along the lines of a pathology that is a issue in lipid production uh, or steroid synthesis. And it'll ask you where this is occurring or what's happening. It might say the nucleus. It might say the Golgi apparatus. It might say lysosomes, but the correct answer is the smooth endoplasmic reticulum. And you know this because that is where all lipid metabolism, steroid synthesis goes. So for this short lecture, that's the kind of uh, that's the important part to take away from this stuff. Is just getting a general understanding of you know what the cell is doing and where it's occurring.